Hello and welcome back to Crystal Clear, the podcast where clarity is the goal, clarity in life, clarity in choices, and just being totally clear with who I am and where I desire to be. Crystal Clear is my affirmation. This is a relationship talk. We are joined with Sean Heineman. Say hello. Hello, everyone. I am ready, Crystal. Let's get the ball rolling on this topic. Oh my God. So guys, I have welcomed Sean to bring up the topics he would like to discuss, some things that he's interested in speaking about, and you wouldn't believe (laughs) (laughs) the topic that he has selected, which is a great one. I I'm really happy he selected it because I didn't know anything really about it. I might have heard about it a time or two, but um, over the week, the last two weeks, I've kind of looked more into it, and we're talking about soul ties today. Mm-hmm. Soul ties. <laughs> and I have to be honest, guys, there is um, a very cynical part of me that is just laughing up a storm about this whole setup right and then there's another side of me that's trying to give credence to it and say maybe it is a real thing and maybe we should take it seriously or whatnot but i'm going to try to balance the two things out (laughs) and you know bring my authentic self but you know ask the questions necessary that I, i feel like people who are skeptical would be asking because i am very skeptical but I really just want to give this conversation what it deserves because somebody's really experiencing this and I don't want to discredit their experience. So, Sean? Yes. What say ye about soul ties? Well, first of all, let me let me say that I thought about this topic because I'm always listening to your podcast and mm-hmm. I'm always I hear how transparent you are. Mm-hmm. And about your life experiences and how you, I remember one episode just talking about going to church and well, growing up in the church, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, well, since you grew up in the church, I'm I'm kind of like a church boy too. I, I wasn't like born in the pews, mm-hmm. but in my early twenties, I was really indoctrinated in like church, church, you know? So mm-hmm. I said, why not? Why this should be a cool topic for us to address considering our backgrounds mm-hmm. and how I think people in, in today's culture, do they really believe the, the whole soul tie thing with the way we view sex now as more of a liberated culture, you know? Mm. So I was like, let's, Let's let's tackle this topic. So that's why I came up with that topic. Okay. All right. So for me, I Googled a few things about soul ties. And, you know, a lot of blogs, a lot of blogs came up, right? And so the, the issue with blogs is like this is it's always like a person's particular experience, right? Right. And, you know, you're not going to discredit it, but like I want more information. Like I want broad like general information like is this a real thing let's let's get into the facts of it all right but I couldn't find anything like that so I'm like okay let's go to YouTube since I know what this is this is basically personal experiences are hearsay right so I just went to YouTube and typed in soul ties and I just got a whole lot so I'm not gonna call any names but what I will say if you are listening to this episode go ahead and do that go to youtube and type in soul ties and watch all the videos and um yeah get a feel for what people are experiencing so what i am noticing or what i heard most often was people feeling like after a specific sexual encounter they just didn't feel like themselves right they felt like something had taken over them they were like either in a negative headspace. Just they felt it just wasn't them. That's the best way I can explain it without getting too deep and going too far. So it's just like to me, what a lot of people were explaining, it it felt like a breakup, but they were calling it a soul tie. Like they were yearning for this person, but they were calling it a soul tie. They, you know, just felt mean and you know just everything negative but they were calling this whole time so i was just like i couldn't i couldn't 
I couldn't really wrap my head around why they were calling it a soul tie when it just sounded like, you know, a misconnection or, you know, something that didn't work out the way they wanted it to. And just a lot of different things. And different people say different things and we'll get into it as we discuss it more. But I just I really just feel like it it can be called a lot of different things. And I don't really understand why so many people specifically call it this thing. Like, how do you know the difference? Mm. That would be me. Yeah, I think. I think a lot of I think this originated more of uh, obviously I think it's more of a, a a church I think it's Christianese if you will. Oh yeah, maybe. Do you remember the? It was wild popular. Uh, Juanita Bynum did the No More Sheets. Vaguely. Mm, at, at the Potter's house, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember oh. seeing it. See, that's the, that's like the misconception. You know, yes, I was in church, but um, I wasn't churchy in, far, in the fact of like knowing everything church related and every popular pastor like that. That wasn't that wasn't like my genre of church. Like, you know, the, the church I was raised in, we were very focused on what we were focused on. You might have heard about the other stuff in passing, but like they kind of steered clear of like popular, you know, popular pastoring or popular church you know they they did so it's like a lot of that stuff kind of went over my head but I, I now that you say that I can't I can understand how why it feels like a church thing because I do probably recall hearing like a song or like a minister you know with like a cd with like songs and ministry and somebody talking about like people staying with you spiritually once you have these connections with them and like like every time you have sex with somebody, like that person is stuck with you. However, when I was watching it on YouTube, they were talking about that, but they were talking more about like how they felt after the fact and what they were trying to do to get that feeling off of them. So I get it, I get it, I get it, but like uh uh-uh. uh. This is not something that I uh dove deep into in my church experience or something that I even tried to steer clear from, you know, when I was transitioning into like who I was going to be, because mm-hmm. I can't tell you that it was the fear for me. But because what I didn't hear, Sean, mm-hmm. cause you know, I feel like in every time there's an issue with something, it, it should work both ways. Right? right. And so in all the videos I've watched, not one time did I hear somebody saying, you know, they slept with someone and, they got up and they felt an extra pep in their step. And I didn't hear that they felt like the day was clearer and they were happy and it was just something special. You know, like I don't hear that. <laughs> I don't hear that. And I feel like it should work both ways because everybody you sleep with or have an encounter with is not going to be negative and cause you to be negative in turn. You know what I'm saying? Right, you, right. You get where I'm coming from? I'm like, ah, I'm skeptical. It's not working both ways. Are we saying that the fact that they're having sex out of wedlock is like a connection curse and the fact that they're doing this and they shouldn't be doing it? Is this going to be a negative feeling? Like what, what, what is the takeaway? Cause I'm kind of confused. Yeah. I think most of it is, um, well, first of all, let's, let's talk about what is a soul. Okay. Right. Let's, I think let's start with that and then we can delve deeper. Okay. Um, because I've I've done some research on this okay. over the years. Um, so when you think about your soul, right? It's basically like the seat of your emotions. It's basically right. your mind, your heart, your will, your emotions, your intellect, your appetite, mm-hmm. personality, and belief systems. Mm-hmm. So the core of you, right? Core of who you are, right? Yes. It's kind of like it's almost like a tablet, right? It's almost like keeping every it's it's your life experiences. Mm-hmm. everything that shapes who you are today mm-hmm. so let's let's look at um scripture wise okay the scripture the scripture talks about the two becoming one um mm-hmm. now in the soul tie perspective if i'm not if there's any bible scholars listening correct <laughs> me if i'm wrong but i think maybe if it talked about maybe in a different version of the bible where it only really talked about a soul tie was David and Jonathan, I believe, mm-hmm. where the where it's it's used in that way, like so. And there, I think it says their souls were knit together or something like that, like basically how close they were. Right. So, so okay. So with that, so 
with that being like an example, we know that they were just close, right? They were like really, really like tight, right? right. That wasn't were... really negative. It was kind of just speaking to how close their relationship was, right? Right. Like the brotherly love, like exactly. they were just speaking to that more so than anything, right? But then, so keep going, keep going. I like that you're leading it. So keep going, keep going. So Take me deeper. So it's, you look at that. So then you got some people who makes that controversial because then they thinking, okay, so is it man on man thing, right? You got that whole perspective. But mm-hmm. then you also have, okay. you also have uh, the two becoming one. When you look at other scriptures, like, shall a man join a prostitute, you know, and they become one. Like all these scriptures where you're looking at the joining together of two people, mm-hmm. like the, 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 uh, the sexual union, right? Right. Now, I would say from that perspective, you become like your spouse, right? I mean, mm-hmm. ever since my wife and I, when we've been married, I can say our souls are tied because she's a piece of my experience. Right. So I think when people look at it from a negative perspective, they looking at it from almost like comparison where I've been with this person or I've been with that person, like these experiences I've had. Mm -hmm. I I brought these experiences maybe even into a new relationship where Mm. the stuff that I've been through with my ex since, and I'm kind of speaking in in, uh, Christianese, if you will. That's fine. It's, it's like, oh, I had, I was with my ex. I'm with a new person now. Uh-huh. And the, the stuff that I brought from my old relationship, I'm bringing into my new relationship because we developed a bond. We have mm-hmm. this, this, this uh, joining together where now I have this relationship with who I'm with now. I bring all this stuff with, with, from that relationship into this relationship, which can actually harm my new relationship. Right. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think from a sexual perspective, I don't think you lose as much if you don't sleep with someone. I don't think you lose as much of yourself if you say if you're going to date with someone and y'all kick it because you can have an emotional tie. Right. You don't even have to have sex. But I do believe this is my personal opinion. I do believe that sex does bring two people closer together you know what i'm saying so yeah i I see i see how it could so i guess what i my struggle here would be is like when you're talking about like the the connection that the previous connection and that ending and you're starting something new and bringing that old stuff into the new, I feel like that just sounds like, you know, the baggage, right? A lot of times when we go through something, we are, no matter how much we want to leave things behind, it just it just becomes what we're used to, right? Mm-hmm. And so it becomes more work for the new person to break us out of the mold of the old, right? It's like, so it's just like, regardless of, what y'all did in this past relationship if that's what you knew that's what you're familiar with and so no no matter what this new person does you're setting yourself up to say oh this is just the same as what so-and-so used to do when in actuality it's different and you just have to experience it to know it's different and like a lot of people can't even get past first and second date because they're assuming that this person is going to be just like the other person. Mm-hmm. Like they they have all these assumptions and they're too afraid to experience and find out for certain if it's going to be the same or if it's going to be new. So I just feel like that's baggage, right? Mm-hmm. That's baggage. Now, I guess if it's extreme, then it could be because it could become a soul tie, if you will. Um, because it it seems like people are saying they are like tied up to, bound to this other person or maybe even experience and they cannot uh, shake it with ease, right? It, it feels like it's greater than like just mental. It's greater than just um, emotional. And like with the sex thing, right? I I guess you could feel like, oh, if we have, if we take this step, there will be more connection there and it will be harder to break. But even then, I feel like that's an assumption. I feel I feel like, you know, no man, no woman, 
No, no two are the same. So while I feel like, yeah, there are some men and there are some women who might experience soul ties, I don't think every man and every woman experience soul ties. You know, I don't think they all do. And even if they do, I don't think they classify it the same. And even if they did classify it, I still don't think they would give it as much power as I feel like some people are. Because my biggest issue with the whole topic is when I'm listening to people talk about the soul ties, I feel like they are discrediting the main soul, right? Which is them, right? I feel like they're giving power to, I don't care who you slept with. You could have slept with 12 people and all of them 12 little souls could be intermingled with yours, right? But I still feel like yours is the most powerful one there, right? And, you know, you you should still be able to say, look, you know, like you should still be like able to like control what the experience, right? I feel like you should still be able to, you know, command you know, reach out to God and command that whatever's going on here, you know, it ain't it. And we got to get it together. I feel like there should still be like some, some strength involved. And I feel like these people are just like, it just feel like they're powerless. Mm. And that is confusing to me. Not to say that you can't be powerless. I just, I don't understand why you would want to describe something regarding who you are and take your power from you because I feel like ultimately you still have the power you just have to decide that you do that's me I'm sorry <laughs> no yeah no I no I totally hear you I I think addressing this topic I'm I'm speaking more of in um, popular culture I right. mean as far as in the church kind of mm-hmm. thing I think I, I, you know, no no and I and I want that to be clear because mm-hmm. I mean I want to have that conversation, but I also I have to I have to express that even in that even in that I don't believe it. Like I feel like we just we're too willing to give things control of us. You know we're too willing to say, oh it was the devil, oh it's the soul tie. You know <laughs> like I can't control myself. We're too willing, right? We're too willing. Like, I feel like you're in there. Like I said, no matter how many people you slept with, you are the main soul in there. You have do- you have dominance. You have power over that other stuff. Claim the power. Take your control. Do what you got to do for you. Quit just being like, because of the soul tie, I spiraled out of control. And I had sex with 12 more people. And I realized it was the first guy. No, I'm sorry. I cannot subscribe to that. But I understand that somebody's struggling. And maybe they just need to hear, yeah, you're going through something. But yeah, you can get out of it. You know, I don't know. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's cool. Like no, I, I just think... I cannot. I'm sorry, Sean. But <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a great topic. I mean, I, yeah, I, it I, is. I discussing it because I think it really blends well into culture in today's time yeah. when we live in, especially if you have uh teenage kids yes. and they're about to go through their sexual experience right. or whatever. I think this, you know, so I I, I hear what you're saying, but maybe because you're more powerful than the average person. You you can you can see past that. Oh, Every, okay. Everybody doesn't have crystal clear power. You know what I'm saying? You have to. I think a lot of people. A, a perfect example. Uh, let's talk about virginity, right? Say okay. you say you lose your virginity. You uh-huh. lose your virginity. You will never. Now we're talking about the soul. We're talking about the seat of your emotions. Everything that you've mm-hmm. been like. That first person you will never forget. Okay. Never. And that's because they're the first person that you've been with intimately. Right. So here it is. You will never forget this person, but because, and you can be powerful, Mm -hmm. but it's just that this person you never forget. They're your first, you know, and that's why I think a lot of times, even in marriage from a, a Christian perspective, like, um, remaining, you know, a virgin until you get married because that first person, like, there's a lady I know that she's only been with one guy and she married him. She only been with him her whole life. She don't know anything else, but they have an amazing marriage. And I mm-hmm. think because she's like, I don't know anything else outside of what I have. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's the first person who who was with me. So I remember this person and I'm still with them today. Now that isn't for everyone. That's everybody's right. different. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. 
But I, I can feel some listeners seeing like I can see somebody like, oh, that's a blessing, and I can see somebody like, oh, that's a curse. You know, I can see people right. looking at it like both two sided because it's like, first of all, how does she even know she's enjoying herself? If this is all she had. Like this could be awful, but she don't know it, so I guess it don't matter, right? Um, but yeah, and I mean, it's a benefit to him too because then think about him. Like, is she his first or? Does he does he know that he's not giving it his all? But because she don't know no better, he could just dial it in, call it in, and it's all good to her because this is all she knows. Like, so is she getting the short end? Is she getting the long end? We don't know. She doesn't either. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know, but yeah, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I don't. I'm not knocking it at all. If that could be, I feel like that's ideal. I feel like that's ideal. If you know, especially if that's the way you raised, you were raised, and I was raised that way. And um, I do feel like um, that did bear some weight early on, but uh, because, you know, it didn't work out like that, I had to, you know, channel in A Rose is Still a Rose, shout out to uh, Rest in Peace, Aretha Franklin, and shout out to Lauren Hill, because you couldn't stop there because that wasn't your experience, right? Of course, of course. You couldn't lay down and die because, oh, my virginity is no longer, what am I going to do? Am I no longer worthy? Am I no longer good enough? Like, am I not gonna find a husband now? Um, am you know, am I lost now? Like, what, what, where am I today? And so I feel like once, once you uh, get to a point and that changes, you have to decide. So yeah, I may never forget my first, but it doesn't have to be a traumatic experience. It doesn't have to be a bad memory. Yeah, n- yeah, no doubt. I, I think I think it's one of those things where. It depends on how you value. And again, I think to the soul type thing, I think it's all and how much you look at sex. Some people look at it because you can be your soul can be connected to other things as well. I'm just right. using sex because I think right. that's more of that's the soul tie. So yeah, most that's... people connected to the soul tie. And thank you for saying what you just said because um I don't know if you watched Married at First Sight, but I know you listen to Running and Opinions. Running mm-hmm. Opinions, and we talk about Married at First Sight a lot. And I think about two maybe three seasons ago, there was a young lady on there. Her name was Iris. And she, you know, got matched on the show and she was a virgin, right? Mm -hmm. And she wanted to have on the whitest dress. And she, you know, she was very proud of being a virgin. And I think you should be proud of being a virgin because in some sense, you are, you know, giving um, a man a gift, but that it depends on the man. And the man that she happened to be matched with did not feel like this was a gift. It felt more like a burden to him, right? Mm-hmm. Because she, she, you can be a virgin all day and still kind of have a general idea of what you want. And when it came to the topic it, itself, she kind of shut down. She was kind of really shy about it. It's like she wasn't a woman because that's where, you know, I'm a virgin. And that, that, that it means something. It means you're a quality person in some um, in some areas, some spaces, you know. Mm-hmm. But like in general, it also means you lack experience, right? And somebody, not everybody, but somebody wants you to know what you want because that's the only way they'll know how to give it to you, right? Mm. So like while I why I understand and appreciate the person who can you know hold themselves and you know you know present it as a gift we have to understand that it's not going to be viewed the same by everybody and we got to understand also the reason to why we are feeling like this is such an important thing to do is it because this is what we were taught is it because this is what we want for ourselves or is it because you know I'm, I ain't never gave nobody none, so so nobody could ever have have anything over me. Like, is this like a self preservation thing, right? Because somebody feels like because they are still a virgin that uh you know nobody has ever gotten the better of them, and and I feel like you know that's a false sense of security. You know, like yeah, somebody did get the better of you, mm-hmm. and and you know, and you're holding on to this like it's the last thing you have, and that's so much more than you. Like you being a virgin is not your entirety, but. I understand. And it is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it, it is. And it, oh, and there's so much stuff you said that we can go. We Let's go. I mean, okay. You can jump okay. into it because I feel like <laughs> a soul tie is a soul tie. But we can we can talk around it and through it and about it and above it, you know, and under it. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. OK. Yeah, th- there's I, I did a video 
um, shameless plug. I did this mm-hmm. video on um, what happens when men sleep with multiple women before marriage. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys, I was getting text messages. People hit me up like, man, can you do that again? So I had to do two videos because oh, wow. brothers was hitting me up. Now, when men hit you up, that's a different ball game. Different ball game. It's Absolutely. totally different. Yeah. You know, and not, not to discredit my sisters or anything, but when brothers, when they perk up, I'm like, oh, this is this is something serious then. Seriously, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was one guy that told me his name will remain anonymous. Please. Told me, he said, man, I wish I would have kept myself for marriage. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I'm the, I'm the same type. I'm the same type mm-hmm. person. I'm like, because I think a lot of times we look at sex as only something valuable. We look at women only as being valuable when it comes to sex. Like you said about virginity being her gift to him. Mm-hmm. But what about men? Aren't they valuable too? Aren't they John, valuable Let me tell you. Too? Stay where you at, right? Don't lose your thought. But let me tell you what the devil told me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna give the devil no credit. But period. When it was at when I was at that point when I was making that decision, right? Mm-hmm. I knew I was giving up something, right? I mm-hmm. knew I was giving up my virginity, right? Mm-hmm. But then. The, the, the confirmation for me was like, okay, what are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds of you finding a man who's kept himself as well? And I was like, you're right. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And mm-hmm. that was the thing that made me throw in the towel. Because I was like, yeah, because if I save myself, I for damn sure I'm going to want somebody who, have, who had saved themselves. Because I knew what it was for me, right? And mm-hmm. it was I was going to be single, right? I was going to be forever holding myself because I would I would want the same for me. Like, if I'm going this far. To keep myself, to save myself, I'm not settling for less. And so, because I felt like that was far and few in between, I was like, okay, I'm I'm not gonna hold on to it. Now, yeah, did I get gypped? Possibly, but <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Sex is it's one thing to where you once you understand all of it that comes with it. Yes, I feel like more informed in retrospect, we do make different decisions. That's inevitable for anybody, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like. Are you going to hold yourself prisoner because of this one decision? But get back to the guys, because I I appreciate and like the idea of men thinking and saying they wish they would have done something different, because I think that's major. Yeah, because I mean, here it is. I have three boys Mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, as they get older, I want to make sure that I teach them not what culture teaches them, but what, what what I'm teaching them is you are valuable too that your body is valuable yes you, you hold you hold a, a high value too and i think we don't as men we don't look at that as we being valuable we just always on the prowl you know so yeah. i think if we can if we can kind of switch up the game a little bit to, mm-hmm. to to let our young men know you don't have to sleep with every woman that that um that comes your way and unfortunately if if a man says no she think he gay is it like is it that bad <laughs> where he where he want to keep himself for somebody special no i just i don't think I, I i think the way you keep men and women young men and women from getting to that point is the places they allow themselves to go right mm-hmm. so for me in my mind, my little girl, like, of course, um, in order t- for her never to get to this point before she's b- before she's ready for it, you think of keeping her busy, busy she possibly can be, right? Mm-hmm. Every activity known to man, she gonna do it because she won't have time for, mm-hmm. you know, that activity, right? I feel like mm-hmm. you just keep them busy. Um, you keep them productive and, you know, things that will enrich their lives opposed to, you know, downtime where they can, you know, find themselves into trouble, right? That's my mindset, right? So I feel like if you, you know, of course, eventually at some point, they're going to start being attracted to the opposite sex, but that doesn't mean they have to actually have sex. And I feel like that is a conversation you got to constantly be having with them. And unfortunately, uh, popular, as you know, culture is, they parents are not ready to talk to their kids about sex. They, they're not prepared to, you know, have these discussions to the extent of, you know what? It is easy to fall into this trap. You know, it's going to seem like your stupid little friends are having sex. But they're not. They're lying. They're trying to impress you, right? Mm-hmm. But how yeah. dumb are they? 
Because you haven't even had sex. So why are they trying to impress you? Like, you've got to have these conversations with your children. And you got to express to them the importance of it. And you have to be comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And, like, and once, you know, it's not, like, a fearful thing. It's more like a, you know, like a maturity thing. And, like, adding value to it. Putting just, like, it's it's bigger than just an experience. It's, It's more to it. And it's a beautiful thing when you're ready for it. Like, if you're going to do it. And it's behind pressure or feeling like, oh, this person is not going to want to be with me if I don't do this and all this other stuff that gets tied into it when they're too young. Then you want to stick clear. But it's like parents, like my parents, my mom, she wasn't just excited and overjoyed to talk about that with me. And I don't know too many parents that are like they're not afraid of it. They just don't know when. Right. And they feel like if they talk about it, they're they're giving you permission. Right. And it's not that it's just that you know you got to talk about it because if you don't talk about it they're going to talk to their friends about it or somebody who don't really have the information and they're going to do it foolishly Mm -hmm. so i feel like we just got to be more comfortable especially with something that's so popular we got to be more comfortable talking about it and making it less of this big thing because it's big but they 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 really need somebody uh, an adult that they can trust to talk to them about it where it's not like such a huge hairy deal because it's so normal right and and I, and you know and because for me i was pressured like when i grew up i wasn't into trying to sleep with a whole bunch of women that just wasn't me right you know what i'm saying that wasn't me but i was pressured by friends because mm-hmm. and, and i'm speaking as a man um and there's just, you know, guys, like, oh, you haven't done this. You haven't slept with them. You haven't. I was like, no, like I was ridiculed for not having a bunch of bodies. Right. You know, but that's the sad thing for young men. Mm-hmm. And and now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, I don't feel as bad anymore because I'm I'm grown and I'm happy and I'm, I'm like, I'm good. You know, I'm I'm actually happy. I guess I don't, I don't know if I'm putting all my business out there. I don't care. But, you know, <laughs> I didn't. I, me personally, I don't I don't have a high body count. I don't. But at the same time, I I really enjoy my wife. I, to me, this is me. This is just me speaking to each his own. Right. I feel like because I don't have a high body count, I feel like I can enjoy my wife that much more because I don't have a bunch of experiences. Because to me, she's she's new to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um. I'm, so that is good. Um, I feel like when it comes to that, I don't necessarily feel like having the experience or not having the experience sets you up for success or not. But I do feel like um, when you're in that space with your wife, there should be no one you're comparing them to. I don't feel like people start having issues with their marriage until they're comparing them to somebody else. And this is the thing, Crystal, and I'm gl- I'm so glad you said that. And, and, I, and I talked about this as well, that the one of the biggest pitfalls for men is you, when you do have, you know, sex with a lot of women and, and all, all men are different, but I'm mm-hmm. just speaking for, you know, <laughs> the masses of men. Mm-hmm. If you do have a bunch of past sexual partners, when you get married, uh, it does have a different look to it because you're like, man, I'm so used to having multiple women and you thinking that marriage is going to change, you know, put that fire out in you, but it's not. And you have that, you always have that competition because there's always somebody that you're comparing your spouse to just because you've had so many. And when you have those experiences, it's just like, damn, I'm thinking to myself, is it, is she really enough? You know, because some people get married thinking that their spouse, that, that marriage is not going to make them cheat. And I'm like, that's oh. not going to change things. Well, okay. So I agree with you, right? Mm. I feel like though, once like, say for instance, it's the man who has had multiple partners, right? Mm. I feel like if there's something that he um, feel like is lacking in his, you know, marriage sexually, then I feel like he should be the one who brings it up, right? I feel like marriages also suffer because they put their spouses in these little boxes where they try to protect them in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they can be sexually unhappy, but then they don't want to hurt their feelings, and so they never discuss mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go outside and elsewhere looking for this pleasure. 
because they feel like they don't care about this next person. So they can go get pleased here. And, you know, it can be as crazy as it has to be just for them to be pleased. But they would rather keep their wife in this box or their husband in this box so they don't think differently of them, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're married to them. When I feel like you got to be open with this, your partner, you're married, your, hu- your husband, your wife. Um, you have to be open with them. You have to tell them what you enjoy and what you're interested in. That way they can be a fuller experience for you sexually. I feel like a lot of people don't want that. They well, they don't they don't know they want that and they're too afraid to, to expose that part of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I feel. Um, and I feel like that's a pitfall too, because here you are, you're gonna ruin this marriage because you're going outside because you don't want to tell your spouse what you're into. Mm-hmm. And um not I mean, I don't I don't I can't tell I'm not the person to be like, oh uh, you know, your wife's approved and she might not be into it. I don't know. She might be. And I feel like men can't assume that their wife wouldn't be, right? But I feel like if you're going to be in a healthy marriage, you're going to be able to communicate these things and find out. Because I'm pretty sure when it boils down to it, your spouse is going to want to make sure you're satisfied, just like they want to be satisfied. And mm-hmm. it, it's some stuff that y'all would be interested in if y'all just opened up that level of communication Mm. regarding your sex life and Mm. that's what i think personally but i know too many people who would rather get a divorce than open up (laughs) yep i agree no that's that's real that's real i totally agree with that i've i've seen that personally where people Mm -hmm. they would rather like you say keep their spouse in a box opposed to just Uh putting it out there um and, and being honest about the thing and here here's here's another thing when it comes to marriage too as far as men and and self-control because mm-hmm. this this is big to me because I, I feel that a lot of guys how can I put this okay they most times not all the time most times men have higher sex drives than their wives but if you don't know how to have self-control before marriage it's really going to wreak havoc on your marriage when you marry like if you don't have that self-control to say because and and I tell guys this, I say, look, man, she ain't gonna always wanna wanna have sex all the time the way you wanna have it all the time. And of course, of course, there are some of them that some women have higher desire than some men. But right. I believe that as a single man, if you can't control, have self-control before you get married, it's gonna really be an issue when you get married because lies, oh, she don't wanna have sex with me. It's like, dude, she gotta wash up the kids and she got to clean the kids clean the kitchen she worked just like you she does all these things by the time she get to the bed she's tired you pissed off because she ain't give you none but if you have self-control you can really learn how to respect her her decision you know what i'm saying when you're saying because you've you spent years of learning self-control knowing that you don't have to sleep with everybody that you run into so by the time you get married, you can respect her decision because there's a lot of guys that get frustrated with their wives and they realize that, you know, she's not the freak that he he want her to be because the sex was amazing before y'all got married and y'all was right. having sex seven times a week. Right. Y'all got married and then the doors of the church was closed and now you upset. Yeah. So, um, counseling. So, <laughs> so to me, I feel like I think a lot of that stuff changes once you add like kids to the equation. Right. Mm -hmm. And so and, you know, you know, right away after you had a baby, they the doctor says you have to wait at least. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And then for a lot of people, I don't care if it was hard to even, you know, get pregnant in the first place. Once you have a baby, it's really easy to get pregnant again. Right. Yep. So. It is like a lot of things going on in that woman's head. Now, first of all, her body has changed. Mm-hmm. Okay? One. Um, two, she probably don't want uh, a baby right after another baby, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> three, like, regardless of the man physically wanting her, she might not feel physically desired. And then she's tired on top of everything. So I feel like there is a transition that a relationship goes through after a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a whole nother thing, and it requires counseling because I I do feel like men get the short end of the stick. 
But I also be I also feel that way. They feel that way because they don't really understand their role. So it's more than sexually, but it just falls into that category because that's what they feel like they're lacking the most. But it's more than that. Mm-hmm. So that's I feel like the the main thing. Like children change that equation. Now, for the people who, you know, they just get used to each other because they're having, they they had all the sex before they actually got married and now they're married and it just, it's not doing what it used to do. I still say counseling because maybe there's something that y'all can, you know, do or talk about that kind of changes it up a little bit for you guys. Um, I just feel like, you know, you have to figure out other ways to be intimate uh, so that you're not giving sex the responsibility of all of that mm. oh you know what that's good you said intimacy and i believe that's something that we don't practice enough of mm-hmm. before we even get married most of us don't even know what the heck intimacy is most. um you know and unfortunately most guys just think it's <laughs> sex you know but yeah. like said, there's so many more ways but mm-hmm. i think if we could practice that before mm-hmm. marriage, I think it really helps a lot. I think it would really help a lot of people, especially with guys. Um, because when we get married, she's like, I just want us to be intimate. And he's like, mm, we ain't so, so we just not going to have sex. Like, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you'll be surprised. A lot of guys don't understand intimacy. And it's because it's, it's our process of the things that we do while we're single mm-hmm. that once we get into a marriage or we get hit with all these different angles and marriage, we're like, man, this is way too much for me. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get it. So what I would with now after kind of talking about all of this, what I feel like the soul tie can also be, and it probably has very little to do with sexual, uh, with sex. Um, I feel like sometimes you can encounter a person that you really really like right and this might happen more so for women than men and when they're when they're taking it there sexually they feel like they are you know making a decision you know for themselves that this is somebody they can see themselves with right unfortunately you know sex doesn't mean that this is who this is who it is this is the last person you're gonna be with this only person you're gonna be with right a lot of people want sex to mean that like a lot of people no matter what the man says out of his mouth no matter how much he tells you he's not interested in a long-term commitment he's not looking for this that or the third women feel like sex is going to change his mind and it doesn't work out that way so it sucks when you do that expecting that and you don't get the relationship or the long-term relationship or even the marriage you were hoping for taking so Crystal, it to this level. So Crystal, so you, are you saying, and help me understand this, are you saying that women maybe kind of use sex as like the secret weapon? Is this supposed to be like the secret sauce kind of thing? I don't, I don't, I don't think it's something that they're using to be like a secret weapon. I'm I just think, out of my ignorance, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. I hear what you're asking. I, I'm And I'm saying, I don't think they're using it as a secret weapon. I just feel like they honestly think it's going to persuade a decision or change your mind. That's what I think. And they don't know either or they're just hoping. And I mean, somebody might be using it as a weapon. I don't know. I can't speak for every woman. But um, I just, I just, I really just think they just expect this to be, they, I feel like they're making a decision with their sex and they're not having a discussion, right? But they're making a decision now (laughs) with this, with this, with this step of sex. They're making a decision and there has been no discussion. This man, you know, not to say that's all he was after, but it seemed that way because after that. There was no more, you know, it just, it's just like a lot of things that happen. And so I feel like when you, when you take that level with sex, hoping for something and you don't get what you want. Yeah. It's easy to feel like, you know, here you are hurt, but I don't feel like that's because you had sex with him or you had a soul tie. Now I feel like your feelings are hurt. I feel like you're disappointed. I feel like you're heartbroken. I feel like, you know, it's like more of you know, the same of kissing frogs, you know, it's like, you're just not getting the outcome you want. And you can be, you know, I guess some people kind of take a long time to 
realize that, you know, they beat themselves up for, here comes another guy. You're adding miles, you know, to yourself, <laughs> to your body count and all the other stuff. They're beating themselves up for, you know, another, uh, you know, mistake or whatever. And they are just, you know, dreading it and, you know, being really negative and down on themselves. But I really just feel like you got to change that. I feel like you got to change that up. Like, I don't feel like... <sighs> People, I don't feel like people should move that way. Like, I don't feel like you give sex. You don't have sex because you're trying to persuade somebody. If it happens, ha- if it happens, it happens. But you don't expect anything from that person because sex has been had. Like, I, I just feel like that's dangerous. And you're going to always possibly end up. So would, with so would that mean, would that mean, let's just use this scenario. Uh, since we're talking about soul ties. Could it be that what if a man say he didn't want sex and he want he wants more of a soul connection? Say he wants real intimacy with a woman mm-hmm. and she can she can't use sex as I guess the secret weapon. I'm just saying, just for whoever. whoever. <laughs> so, so like that means that you have to dig deeper then, because mm-hmm. example like for me. I'm 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 really all about the the to me I'm more of a soul connection. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm that type. I'm like shoot, let's keep it real. I mean, you know, as a man, you can get sex from anywhere. I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? That's not to belittle or anything, but right. like he can get it from anywhere. It's I mean, not a huge deal, right? Yeah, it's not. It's really not. Like it's not that huge of a deal. So there has to be something deeper on a soul connection that makes a guy say, man, I want to marry her. And I think this is just me. I think those are the people that might maybe even have long-term healthy marriages because sex isn't the, it is, yeah, it isn't so much based on that. It's more of what we have is deeper. Sex is more of like the icing on the cake. Right. You know, so absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, I absolutely agree, and I think I think that's important. But I feel like you know it takes work to get there, mm-hmm. and I feel like people are you know they are making decisions with their bodies in hope of a different outcome and not getting that outcome, mm-hmm. and and they're suffering from it. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are maybe mistaking as a soul tie, and that's not if there if there is a such thing, it's not that. Right. That's totally different. You're just you're you're you are using sex to get something you want and you're you're really not making any other connections. You're not like I said, you're not even having a discussion with this person or maybe it's really like a basic conversation where y'all what's your favorite color? And then oh my favorite color blue too. Oh my god. And then y'all have sex and then nothing. Right? <laughs> nothing. Oh, he even had blue sheets. Yeah, and it's like a mistake. Like y'all don't y'all don't know each other enough. Carmen loves to say, "Stop having sex with strangers," and that's essentially what's happening time and time again. People don't know each other, and they're just having sex for the hell of having sex, thinking it's deeper, and it ain't. And it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And if there is a thing, a such thing as a soul tie, it feels like the people who believe that you know when you somebody believes somewhere somebody believes mm-hmm. if you have sex with somebody that's like a spiritual marriage or some sort right sorry mm-hmm. i can't go there with you i don't believe that mm-hmm. but for those who believe that then i can see how they have these feelings that align with this theory right cuz i feel like if you decide to believe it i feel like the evidence of this belief will follow suit you know, if that's what you decide to believe. You're going to get things to confirm and back up your belief. And I personally can't go there with you. I don't I don't really understand. Um, yes, th- people might stay with you. Like like if you um, like I, like you don't have to sleep with them. But like if you or hang around people enough, like you, you begin to talk like them. Mm-hmm. You, you hear them talking, calling that soul ties. OK, you hung around them enough. You talk. You're going to talk like anybody. If you don't hang around your baby, you'll be talking like a baby. Is that a soul tie? <laughs> I mean, listen. Let's be real. You hang around somebody who has an accent, like they're from, you know, another part of the world. You gonna find yourself, you know, using their sayings and you know, mocking them, and you know, not trying to be mean, but it's just like that's all you hear, mm-hmm. right? Like I worked for a little while, say about maybe six to seven years ago. 
I worked with uh, this girl. She was from Latvia. That's a little small country right outside of Russia. And like she spoke English, but it was really broken. And like I hung around her so much. We worked together to where I can I didn't feel like I spoke English well. <laughs> you know, it just mm-hmm. you know, I just everything I heard was in broken English. So it just it just takes a toll on you because that's all you're around and that's the person you're conversing with. Just like if you talk to somebody who's well spoken and you know, and they, you know, use big words, you're gonna find yourself leveling up your conversation as well. It is just the way things work. Is that a soul tie? I'm gonna say no. It is just the way things work. And like, if you want to believe that, I can see you believe in that. But I, I have to be honest. I feel like this soul tie is just something we're marketing so we can, you know, sell a book. Um, so we can mm-hmm. sell a CD or a ministry or something like that. I mean, like, what's next? So it's going to have coals. I mean, come on. Like, where are we going with this? Where are we going? Let's calm down. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. No, I hear you. I I think I think it's all about people's belief belief systems. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's actually what they believe in because um, uh, some people just think that we're just humans humans and that's it, you know. But like, what what do you say about your soul and your spirit and like we're 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 just more than just bodies, right? Perfect. So some people from a spiritual perspective. Um, Because I believe, this is me, I believe Mm -hmm. that we are spirits having a human experience because, like, there is life after this. Right. I don't totally disagree with that. I I agree with that to some extent. But I've heard somebody say this before, and I can't quote them, but it was something along the lines of the soul yearns for connection Mm -hmm. and the spirit yearns for freedom, right? Mm -hmm. So, depending on who you are. Now, I know... You've heard people refer to people as soulful, right? And you've heard people refer to people as free spirits, right? Mm -hmm. So if you connect more to your spirit than your soul, you might not uh, feel what a lot of people feel when they're, you know, drudging through like this love thing, right? Mm -hmm. And if you, you know, connect more to your spirit and, you know, and that's yearning for freedom or whatever, you might not feel the pull, of all the things, you know, trying to, you know, weigh you down with love and connection, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess that is that is something that we need to be thinking about because everybody is not going to be wired the same. Or some people are probably perfectly balanced. Or some people are way more spirit than they are soul. And you know, some you know, it just depends. Like I don't I don't really know how it works, but I feel like it it all has a place. So I I, I would say maybe I'm somebody who's more spirit than soul. Right. Because like, I, I, you know, I feel like my younger half, the, the younger part of my life, I did feel very soulful. But then um, like now I feel I don't feel as soulful. I don't feel like I'm looking for connection as much. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, not, you know, not for, you know, not for the individual that, you know, like I don't feel like I need to connect. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel like I need to connect as much. I feel like I need more of the, the free space. No, the me time, you know, like mm-hmm. to clear my head, you know, like that. I le- I need more of that than like connection. Like, of course, you know, you you love the people you love. You you have your family, you have your spouse, you have your kids. You do have connections, right? But you know when you're transitioning from one to the other because sometimes you just yearn for the detachment of it all because you feel like detaching from it is more of um, energizing or refreshing, you know, rejuvenating. Because a lot of this other stuff pulls you down. Like, it depends on where you are in life, mm-hmm. who you are as a person, your upbringing, and stuff like that. So, I I believe that, you know, there's more to this life. I absolutely do. I believe there's life after this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I definitely feel like we're spirits having a human experience. I, I, I cannot argue with that mm-hmm. at all. Because mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I feel like as I feel I'm more spirit more uh because there's a lot of people who they are really sensitive to people's energies mm-hmm. very sensitive to that. I, you know, I know people that's like that right and, and right. I, I'm, I'm not so far on that but i can feel people vibes or they you know like there's some people i'm like mm, nah i don't know if we can hang like i'm not feeling you know I, I <laughs> no that is real yeah, that you know is real, and, and 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 I did get I when I was listening to, excuse me, a lot of these soul ties uh, conversations. I did I was thinking about the impact, right? 
mm-hmm. the empath who you know feels everything <laughs> right i was thinking about them because i'm like what if these people don't realize they're empaths and they are you know they've connected with these people and now these people are stuck with them and they can't do nothing about it or whatever and so like i tell people all the time like uh, for me I, I did experience the empath thing, and I'm not going to say I'm not. I'm not going to say I am. I don't like labels. But I can tell you from what I've already told you about why I don't feel like I'm going to be, connect, you know, feel a soul tie is because, I, you know, once you feel burdened by something that's not yours and you're and you're struggling with it and you don't know why, you begin to search and find out why. And then you can address, you can address the energy on site. You don't have to accept that energy. And I tell anybody that you don't have to accept that energy. And if you are going to accept it, you know, it's not yours. So you don't have to experience it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. Like you, you can see it coming and you better be prepared. Like if you're going to feel it, know it's not yours. Cause I feel like a lot of the times we, when you feel certain things, you accept it as your own and now you're going through it yeah. and your mind don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta break it down. It's not mine. No, no, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel it is heavy, but it don't belong to me. So let's, let's not, let's not experience it so much. Like let's not be going through the motion so hard because it ain't not, it ain't ours, you know. So it's that type of thing. But um, yeah, the the soul type thing, I feel like it's very much where people, you know, they're too sensitive, maybe too sensitive, and they don't realize it, and it takes something like that. To wake them up, to be more mindful of their connections. And that's the one thing I will say. Some of the people I've heard um, have this conversation. I feel like they needed the experience so that they can change up the way they move. Because because of the way they, they're discussing this soul tie conversation, they will have less partners. I think that's important. You know, I feel like the less people they give energy and time, they get to focus on self. And get to where they need to be. So for that reason alone, I, you know, I'm like, good. Be mindful of the soul ties. Stay clear of, you know, the low energy beings. You know, <laughs> for yeah. that reason alone. Yeah, right. And, and I just want to say this last thing. I think this, because with this topic, I can go on for days. I really find it interesting. But mm-hmm. I was one day, I remember... My wife was, because uh, we have an eight-month-old, eight month mm-hmm. and I remember one day my wife was feeding them, and uh, I think a friend was over or something, and she she gave my son like a piece of cake or something, I think, or something mm-hmm. to that effect, and my wife was like tripping, because she was like, why are you giving him that, you know? Like that, it's not time for that yet, you know, because once you get that sugar in the system, it's like mm-hmm. out, you know, it's over. Right. And, and just from that alone, I thought about that. I said, man, that's how a lot of people are when it comes to, say, uh, sex or um, being an empath kind of thing where you're looking at things as, oh, shoot, if I open this door, there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I was just like, man, it's 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 interesting to see how um, different people vibrate on different levels when it comes to like soul ties or uh, being connected mm-hmm. to people um, because they can easily uh, once they get that taste, you know, they're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go back to just, you know, my old belief system, you know, <laughs> like this feels too good for me to uh, uh you know, for me to um, to turn back and what I used to believe. But. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't totally, I don't want to totally dismiss soul ties. But I cannot say that I, you know, wholeheartedly believe in it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like, you gotta, you gotta pay attention to what you're giving um, life, Right. Um, so if you're giving that type of thing life and you're saying this is what this is or whatever, then don't be surprised if you're experiencing it. But if you also, you know, say that, you know, no matter what happens to me as a person, no matter what I go through, that is not going to define me. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whoever this was, whatever this heartbreak, whatever this, whatever this longing itch that I'm experiencing that I did not experience before. 
you better have enough in you to rebuke it. You understand? <laughs> you, do you understand? That's what I know for certain. You better rebuke it and we'll keep moving. Like this ain't mine. It don't belong to me. I don't know who you are. Yeah. It's one him before. Right? It mm-hmm. didn't work out. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was a kid, um, you know, it, it's weird for somebody, but when I was a kid, I really remember like when my mama felt like it was some off energy in the house, she would get the bless all. And she would start praying and she would touch probably every wall in that apartment and she would open the door <laughs> yep. and make them leave, like open the door and give them some time to leave. Yep. She would do this. That's okay? real. Now, somebody's listening to me and they're like, huh, Crystal, what? Listen, it happened. I That's saw real. it. I didn't see, I didn't see that leave, but I saw her open the door. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was her way of cleansing the atmosphere. She didn't have the. You know, the other stuff and the whatever you call it, the I don't know. She didn't have that. She had a prayer. She prayed. She touched everything. Mm-hmm. And she opened the door. And mm-hmm. that's what I saw. And so I feel like if you're not going to do that, at least you better know how to pray. And, and get whatever doesn't belong to you off of you. Mm-hmm. That's what I know for certain. Because you do have the power to do that. Yep. You, you do. And I do like the people who were, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know stabilizing and you know reaffirming like their decision to get over this soul tie Mm -hmm. with prayer and you know getting in the word and stuff like that like i have nothing against that absolutely do that um if you you feel like that's what you're going through however i I feel like you also cannot give that type of thing too much power and understand the you know the power of what you believe in i can't Mm -hmm. say that enough understand the power of what you believe in understand the power of what you believe in because it's just that practice thought that becomes you know your religion it's that practice thought you believing in that over and over and over and that's all you think you can't see around it you can't see you know you can't see another way because that's what you decide to practice and so that's what you're going to keep going through and if it's something negative that's harming you guess what that's what you decide to practice and that's what you're going to go through Mm. wow and that's the tie okay (laughs) And on that note, I can't I can't follow up behind that. That's 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 how you end the show right there. <laughs> well, all right, y'all. That's how you end the show right there. Said from Shud Hyde, I mean, we done. We done. <laughs> Thank you for listening.